Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gotta be kidding me. What are we doing here? My God. Yovan in the hospital watching DNVR? What? Oh my goodness. Hope you're better. My guys, what is up everybody? Welcome to the DNVA show. Bring that energy today, Thursday, filling the vibes. I got chicken fight later today, guys. We're going to eat some chicken at Elish's. You're going to a chicken fight? Yeah, wait, hold on. Is that legal? Do they still do that? Is it not your... a chicken fight, oh, not, a, okay. not a rooster fight, you guys. I'm going to a, a festival. You know what? It doesn't matter, you guys. Uh, it doesn't matter. How much you must know what that means? Chicken do fight. We, we bet on this is what I'm... <laughs> we can bet on how many... Uh, Chickens I'll eat. Chicken wings I'll eat. Uh, we got a good show for you today, guys. We're going to be talking about NBA tiers. I like Seth Partnow's NBA tiers. Shouts to Seth Partnow, my homie. He doesn't do it in a ranking. He puts them in tiers, which I honestly, I know Harrison disagrees. We're going to debate this. I think it makes more sense to tier players than it does to rank them. So we'll talk about that. We're also going to play a new game, Lineup Roulette. Very excited for this one. And then later on the show, some bets on FIBA World Cup. A man wearing a burlap shirt is on the show. His name's Brennan Vogt. Yeah, almost didn't walk in this, but I'm addicted to the grind. Man, that is, that is impressive. That's Isn't actually it? really uncomfortable. I wore an undershirt, sweat right through it, changed in the bathroom. Really? I, you know when this is get, this is going too far. You know I when you say bringing a I love that shirt. Change. Thank you so much. I love that shirt. It's like you know he, when you first go camping. He's addicted that. to the coffee grind. You get past the part <laughs> where camping is scary and new, and then you realize, oh, I need all this equipment now, and there's a way to do it. That's how I. That's where I'm at with walking to work. You could just go in a cabin. Greatly overestimating my interest in your walks. Over here, we got Stop D-line. asking me what's up. <laughs> what's up, guys? I drove today. Uh, I drove my car. Oh man, what? Dude, actually, Do that is not care more about the rare than his that walking. Actually, yeah, I uh, I didn't charge the scooter last night. Oh, nothing what a, worse, what a bro. fail! Nothing worse. What a fail. <laughs> then over there, Harrison Wynn. What did you screw up today? <laughs> Uh, I can't comment on that. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you guys after the show. All righty. There you go. A little tease. Um, guys, let's get right into it because I do want to kind of break this down. You know, so I said Seth Partnow every year, he doesn't do rankings because, as he said many times, he hates rankings. Oh. Seth Partnow, great analyst, by the way, analytics guy. He was in the front office for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks for a while. Now he's over at The Athletic. And he makes puts players into tiers. And the reason, and it's a little silly when you think about like, okay, 1A versus 1B. We were having this debate earlier. Is that the same tier? I say no, it's not. But what I like is that it does, in my brain, classify things a little bit better. That there is a difference, 1A to 1B. It's like, okay, they are in that top tier, but we can also separate them into the different right. groups. Right. Like if that. we just if we just rank them. <laughs> But they're not ranked. That's the point. It's like, no, are you in this tier? There's like a, you know, a tier where it's like these guys are close enough. And I honestly think most debates that become unhealthy in this type of thing are about splitting hairs. And this kind of says, like, we're not going to split the hairs. We're just right. going to say, is there a meaningful difference between the quality and caliber of player? I think that's fair. It, is, it, it really does, like, take the edge off of, like, 
this guy's eight. He should be seven or whatever. And right. Like they, everything yell. They, everyone starts yelling about it. But it is ranking. But it's like it's soft ranking. Yeah, because then you do two A, two B, two C. Because you're it, ranking within the tier. But, 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 but there's also ties. Three for guys sure. that are one A. For sure. I'm. I quite like Seth. So smart guy. Giving him a hard time. I'm looking at best centers of 2023 by tier. Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid are definitely both in tier one. Yeah, but are they both in tier one A? <laughs> They're both in tier one. Are they in tier one A? That's a separate tier? That is, I'm just saying it is different. <laughs> he is differentiating between the idea that these are both elite MVP caliber players, but one is just a is little bit different. just slightly ahead. And that's the whole point. So just to, now that we'll get right into it, one A so this is the very top tier and sub tier. One A is Jokic, who, by the way, for the second time, is showing up in here. Seth Farno right. early on this last year having him in. I would say he's late on it, and that he hasn't had him in for four years, which I think is appropriate. <laughs> but I'm not going to split hairs. Seth Partnow's tier Dude, still in one A to me. This is this is the new world that we have found ourselves in, where the Nuggets are getting pre-respect as opposed yeah. to. Where we always just like, would you pay attention? Like, give them some respect. Now where they're like arriving with respect. That's why it's going to be the year of Jamal Murray. <laughs> Thank you. Seth didn't come out and say Yoke's the best player, but he did. He did. But he kind of did. Well, he did. Yeah. And he's got tier you, 1A. There's who else is tier 1A? There's nothing above uh, tier Giannis 1A. Giannis and Steph. They're tier 1A. Oh, that was just by centers. That was just by centers. Yeah, I, just see. Centers. I no, see. No, Steph and Giannis. And here, can I tell All you guys right. something? Fair any of them could be the best player. Any of them Fair could enough. be. He does cop out. He's not doing an actual ranking to where he actually gives the number one. But he is. here's what I like about it. I agree. To me, I agree that in tier 1B is KD, Luka, and Embiid. Not in the same tier. Different, meaningfully different, and should be categorized different than Jokic, Giannis, and Steph. That's why I like this. Because when you put things in order, it almost feels like three is closer to four or what have you. I'm like, no. To me, those three guys have proven to be able to carry a team to a championship as the best player and not as a close second guy right there. Like, no, definitively the best player on their teams. That's why I like it. Yeah, I agree. I think those are the three I think Steph is the biggest ceiling raiser in the league, and I think Giannis and Jokic are the biggest floor raisers in the league, where if they're on your team, your regular season will go well, right, in general terms. I think they're the three guys that if you have them on your roster, you can even make some mistakes and still build a bona fide contender. They're they're the three guys, and I'm right now in 2023, a part of me wants to, feels like Jokic and Giannis maybe are a slightly ahead of Steph. I agree. But... I also there's like a respect for Steph that I'm not I'm not ready to flush down the drain. He also like, just did it. I know that's the thing. One we, year that, ago. That's a weird title that almost gets kind of like oh they won again. But I mean that's an insane title for them to come back and win. So Steph is still in this category, but I do wonder if those two guys are ready to separate. Mm. Yeah, I got Jokic and Giannis in um, I guess tier one A. <laughs> together <laughs> would you rather instead of 1a and 1b it just was tier one tier two tier yes <laughs> all right so you're just tripped up on the well, like, you just would rather be number one and number two i would rather <laughs> rankings um but i i would have Jokic and Giannis in tier 1a i would have steph curry in tier 1b i guess would he be with katie and luca and Embiid, or would he be kind of in his own no, tier? i'd have him in a separate tier 1b by himself okay I'm looking at the best centers, and like I said, he's got Jokic 1A, Embiid 1B, Anthony Davis 2B. I would have... 
Ooh, I love it. Let's get spy. I love that we're now Anthony Davis standing. I think I might have Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis in a similar tier. I agree. The difference is probably, and this is weird, that Anthony Davis hasn't played as much as Embiid. That's, weird. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? And it was in the bubble. I will say this. As, oh, a, as a matter of fact, go. Anthony Davis has showed up in a playoff run in a way Embiid has not done. Oh, right. Maybe take. never will. By the way, I don't know if AD is ever going to replicate that, but he did do it. Right, he was that guy in the period that mattered. He was also here's the, the funny thing. This is where you would never get everything. Jokic so thoroughly mur murdered the Lakers that we have erased the fact that Anthony Davis had a great playoffs. A great playoffs. Great. Anthony Davis had an incredible playoffs Dude, this year. People run into talk the about guy. Anthony Davis's playoff run as a best defensive run from a big in the postseason yep. ever. And you know what? I think that's like right. a commonly right. accepted take. <laughs> Eric, how great is this? They're right. And they might be right, yeah. Yeah, I, to me, it makes it like Joel Embiid is getting the current MVP bump. Yeah, yeah. Like, you he have is. to say, like, these are the MVPs, and then this is the best guy that's Good not point. an MVP. And then, and so, I, you know, I, if I were to rank them, I'd go one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> when the thing is, when you do these things and when you're operating from a national perspective, you start to understand, like, these differentiators, do they have a ring, do they have MVPs? They can feel reductive. But they're perfectly viable, you know, like differentiators when you're really trying to figure Dude, out who's the best of the this best. This is every, like, ugh. you know what I mean? Because did win an it MVP. is impossible to absorb all NBA, uh, NBA play from of every course. NBA player. <laughs> right. you, the nuance is washed away, obviously. There's like all of these things that we know that we were just pounding the table that people would absorb in the slightest way about Nikola Jokic. We're like, God damn it. Like, there's so many things that you're just not paying attention to. You think you understand because you're looking at the numbers. Yeah, there are all these like little markers that you use. But in the offseason, it's, it's, that's all there is. Like, that's why right. it's important that, like, we cry about Jokic getting some kind of title, an MVP, uh, uh, first-team All-NBA, all this stuff, because when... All is washed away. Right. This is all that remains that people use to give so, a good point. the standing to right. and the respect level to players. Yeah. And, right. And and you know what? Like, good on people for using them. They, they matter. Like, Embiid, the, the playoff thing is a real, real, real talking point. Man, you guys saw... I, that, we go that through? thread, but I will just, I do just want to say. One of the say, greatest Twitter threads of all time. I do just want to say, as a matter <laughs> of fact, though, he did go win that MVP, right? Regardless of your perspective he on Yoke's role in it. And so I understand doing rankings and saying, hey, man, this guy won an MVP. He gets slotted over non-MVPs. But also, I want to say, I love this shit. I love getting righteously indignant about it. Yeah, yeah. To me, this is, I, I know everyone feels like an enlightened basketball fan now who's like above every bit of discourse. I love this stuff. I remember being in college, just like Chris Bosh or Kevin Love, and right, talking right, about right. it for two hours. It's, but the, here, it's the crux of every NBA yeah, discussion. Yeah. It's what we're Who's doing. better? It's fun. But here's what's funny is we're not even indignant about our guy now. We're indignant no, no. about two guys we don't we like. Don't like. like <laughs> we're like arguing on behalf yeah. of Anthony It's like Davis we won now. the championship. Now, because we were right about everything, we need everything slotted and ranked and yeah. tiered exactly how we think it should be. Can we and have some fun? Because we're we know more than everyone. We need every tier and every ranking and every list to be perfect according to I'm us. I'm going to do some true. elite podcasting here and read some tweets. Kelly, you could bring these oh, up yeah, while, while I go. No, it's actually fun. It is going to make for a good one. It's Is playoff... This comes from Brick Muse, by the way. I don't know anything about this account. It might be the worst Probably account Probably an ever. offshoot of Stat Muse, I'm guessing. <laughs> but, but, I, but I think it's an unauthorized... Except 
Yeah, unauthorized. Also is it like a ball sack sports version? Of yeah, I think it's just like news? bad stats, negative stats for players uh, version of yeah, stats. There's news. definitely going to be like brick VN, DNVR. Yeah, so <laughs> point point. Is playoff Joel Embiid a generational choker? Off oh to a great start. That's oh a great God. headline, okay? Great oh the evidence behind the fraud headline. accusations, <laughs> a thread, okay? Oh Let's go through this. The best team he's beaten in the playoffs is the 2022 fifth-seeded Raptors, Read by led by Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. Fact That's check. the best team. True. Fact check. True. <laughs> Unbelievable. He averaged 22 points per game on 49% true shooting in nine elimination games. That's really bad. Remember how it's like, oh, who do you want to get a bucket when you absolutely need a bucket? 22 points a game in those games. Terrible. But efficiency. he's the most dominant. And most dominant. Again, this is, uh, number three in. No playoff run has he ever averaged more assists than turnovers. This is my favorite one. This is absolutely my favorite one. And no playoff run. Not a single playoff run did he have like 2.2 assists, 1.8 turnovers. Yeah, it's like I'm no Drew Hanlon, but I would work on your passing. I just think that the Hawks aren't double teaming in February. And yeah. Embiid's like, I'm going for 40 today. Yeah, I don't know, bro. That Clint Capella, John Collins, <laughs> that could shut a lot of bigs down. I love this one because it's the kind of stuff the 76ers fans try to throw at us all year. He's the only MVP in NBA history to never make the conference finals. Oh, how is this Remember, real life? That was like a literal thing they used to say to us. And it's like they <laughs> threw it, it bounced, and hit them. And like, oh, crap. I actually feels dirty to use it. I know. Like, I don't even want to go there. It's I like, I know how it feels to have that thrown at me. I actually it does my, not feel good. My favorite is to um, defend Joel Embiid. It is a regular season award, guys. It's a regular guys. season, regular award, season yeah. award. I actually, it's gotten to the point where I feel like, I, I feel like the discourse against Embiid is, is, I feel a little bit like uncomfortable because <laughs> everyone's how on the same hard page. the world is no going. Because way, he's man. like an incredible player, but like now it, you know, you're getting soft in your old age. A, a ranking of who's under the most pressure next season. All right, here we go. Here, yeah, Ooh, I, we should do that on tomorrow. Because tomorrow's I saw show. that a lot last year. Tomorrow's show, we got to do that. I love that, that Harrison. Uh, this year, he had the biggest point per game drop. From the regular season to the playoffs of any MVP in history. Oh, here's some fun juxtaposition. Jokic and Jamal Murray, number two, <laughs> number one, right. respectfully, in career points per game increase. It's so perfect. God, how did we eat this well this year? He had eight turnovers in back-to-back -back elimination games versus the Hawks in 2021. I mean, that that pesky, gritty, <laughs> lockdown Hawks defense, that they stymied a lot of teams before. I love this one. You know, I love this one. That jumper, you know, I mean, he's got that jumper going all the time, except for in the playoffs. He shot under 20% from three in each of the last two playoff runs. Under 20%. Yeah, it was not good. He was not healthy this playoff run. Oh, my God. I can't believe Eric. <laughs> I can't handle it. I just uh, I can't handle it. He had well, a worse I mean, effective <laughs> field goal percentage in the playoffs than Russell Westbrook. With the chance to go up 3-1, Joel Embiid went 0 for 12 in the second half against the Hawks in game four including a missed layup at the clutch. Yeah, not good. Uh, game five, down three, 15 seconds left. He missed both free throws in that same series. I remember this one. In game seven, he got stripped by Danilo Gallinari. I mean, first team all the defense, game seven Danilo loss. Gallinari. Always regarded as just a, a lockdown perimeter guy. I love this one. What stats of his have gone down from regular season to playoffs? Points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, turnovers, effective field goal percentage, three-point percentage. And that's it. Free throw percentage went up. That's wild, you guys. And he has just one playoff series win in his career when he played in all four games. <laughs> Every other one, the team has won a game without him. Oh, Damn. Man. 
Eric, those are damning stats. I mean, listen, when you pile the evidence, it is a it is a very air, uh, airtight case. Oh, wait, uh, I have another one for you. He once, got, he once got swept in a series in which he averaged 15 free throws per game. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I would have preferred... you got I swept pref- and the NBA was trying to hand you the series. Yeah, I would have preferred this after the season. I, again, I feel oh, like oh. it's a little thick on... It, we're going a little... Uh, not us specifically, but all the right, world's this one out. I'll go thick. back over to you. Uh, regular season, There's last more? two years, 9.2 box plus minus. Playoffs, 1.0 box plus minus. Listen, the reason that we can't let this go is the direct juxtaposition that was done by others and... Forever, it was about, well, you got to get it done in the playoffs, and this guy doesn't get it done in the playoffs. Meanwhile, as the only people alive who had watched Jokic in the playoffs, that was always wrong. Right. And so, yeah, man, it's that thread is long, but it's worth talking about. Those were all the reasons that Jokic couldn't win his third straight MVP. Not to relitigate that, but listen, Nuggets fans are, this is going to happen, right? Philly fans borderline asked for it. There was Joel Embiid asked asked for for it. There was a fan base war, and this is what happens. Look, if you go out and you go on an MVP press tour like he did and slander not only like your top rival, but the guy who has won the last two MVPs and your teammates, (laughs) slander him publicly, right? In the Athletic, like in a national article, like he knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, I I can't feel bad about it after that. I agree. I'm very curious about Eric's uh, he does, soft heart here. He has a lot of James Harden in him, and I it's oh. it's really it's really dis- you know, and, the, and of course him ending up with Maury and Harden and being in this situation feels like pretty appropriate. But it's it is a bummer actually, and I do think much like Maury just building Harden World in Houston, Philly building this nothing matters till we have all the assets we need. Just yeah. they built a monster, my, man. My point though with the Philly's though, creating cap space. We're, you heard? Like, we're no longer comparing Jokic and Embiid. This was just merely the. It is funny that Embiid is higher than Anthony Davis when Anthony Davis, yes, once was in the bubble. This last year he was also really good in the playoffs, and then he does have a good playoff run with the Pelicans. I know it's kind of forgotten, but they did I, beat Dave. Like he has good playoff performances under his belt, I agree. whereas Embiid doesn't. And it is funny that he is ahead of Anthony Davis. I'm now not indignant about Jokic, who's unassailably above these guys. Oh, yeah, guys. we're doing fine. It's more yeah. that I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Anthony Davis is tougher. This, that, Those to, me, to me, this fans. is even I mean, more yeah. egregious as advocating for Anthony Davis. Like, for, I'm more <laughs> advocating for Embiid to get lower my, to Davis. My, we need yeah. to pick a dark horse center that we just back and we push as the third best center alive. Uh, I'll go. Bam out of Bam out of Bam out of so inoffensive. I, I could stand Bam. Yeah, yeah. let's stand Bam. I could Bam. stand Bam. <laughs> stand Bam. Yeah, no. I mean, I could talk myself into Bam out of Bio and Joel Embiid in the same tier. I could. I could get there. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, like the all the Joel Embiid stuff is like, I feel so above it now that it feels like. Yeah. I get that. Uh, it, it feels like. Uh, Punching down. It feels pun- like no, punching down. No, like, this is This is what did you have to do when you're on top looking down on the but, uh, but my thing is like I don't I don't hear them uh, anymore. Like they can they chatter. I don't care what they say. I, like I, I, we're at the top and it doesn't matter. No, like, that I've never rule, seen though. I've never seen yeah. an argument ended with such an emphatic point to the point to the point that it is like internet arguments. We've said this. Internet arguments are never they never resolved resolved. 
This is the one case where it is so <laughs> over that I don't even want yeah. to have it anymore because it's not a debate. But we're not having it about Jokic. It's like, have, it's like, is, here, doing the, it's like doing presidential debates after the election. Here's my point. Anthony Davis has set out a lot of regular seasons and or played very, very soft and weak and uninspired. But he does have some good playoff runs. Joel Embiid has had some great regular season runs and has a, nothing but stinkers, really, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. With a couple like, okay, he was all right there. And... My point is, this is the year, this is the offseason. Murray falls under this exact category where people just kind of pick the guy they like more and then point mm -hmm. to whichever one fits. Of course. And it's like, with Murray, yeah, but he has never done the regular season. With Embiid, yeah, but his regular season is unbelievable. So Anthony Davis, I, this is all I'm pointing out is at some point we have to pick the lane that actually matters the most and kind of emphasize it. And those two guys, to me, each are missing one of the other. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean. And there, it's obvious which we should emphasize more. I mean, come on. The playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was told that we need to see it in the regular season. Uh, it's so funny. I I know that the very easy smug pivot here is just to buy into ring culture as hard as possible. <laughs> yeah, dude. But a yes. part of me does feel like I, I still I still the regular season still matters to me. And everyone goes, well, Denver had an easy playoff run. I'm like, yeah, because they kicked everyone's ass all year. And also and because no, they, they were better than people realized. That, yeah. Honestly, this is the thing. It's not just playoff. It's not just ring culture. It's we watched Jokic. He was better than everyone on the court. And he right. was on the court with some of the best of this generation. Yep. But and, and then this, the result was they won. I will say this. Going back to the original point, And because it's really Seth took the time to make this. It's impossible not to pick it apart. Like, I'm not. Dig it. It's not a dig on him. Going back to Eric's point in defense of Seth's list, Embiid also did in fact win that MVP. AD hasn't won one yet, yeah. so there's there's just things in both directions. I want to see a tiered list of players Nikola Jokic has beat in the playoffs versus a tiered list of players Joel Embiid has. Oh, I love it in the playoffs. Not rankings, tiers. Tiers. And I, would, he's probably got one, two C, a couple. I two would bet. Bs. When does the where where does Fred Van Vliet, who's the yeah. best player he's beaten potentially, uh, come Trey in? Young probably. It's probably like it's probably What's like Trey a, Young tier four C. We'll fi I'll find out during this break. <laughs> All I know is that if I, if if I had C. on my team one A or one B. B two whatever I would stop watching basketball. If, if I had anyone other other than you, if I had to cheer oh, for sure. either of those guys, like to me, there's Jokic and there's the rest of the. There sludge. might be an actual formula to this. We'll get to that on the other side because I have been looking at these and just seeing where different teams fall. There's a little bit of a pattern. We'll talk about it on the other side, as well as where Murray is, which is the real story. Guys, AG one. Look, I when I no, wake a up, AD two A. <laughs> AG1, a tier one way to start off your day. Um, when I get up in the morning, I get up, take a shower. I don't pour coffee immediately. What? I pour a cup of AG1. Yeah, yeah, it's dude. the best way to start your day. I automatically feel like I'm awake. I'm dude. already going. I'm already ready to start my day. But it's not until I have that glass of AG1. Um, it's a great way to start your day. It's perfect with every diet. Uh, no matter what types of food you eat, what types of food you stay away from, AG1 has got you. Um, if you want more energy in your daily life, optimize your immune system, if you just want to feel healthier, if you want to just get up and just have more energy when you start your day, check out AG1. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free 
One year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash nuggets, drinkag1.com slash nuggets to check it out. Just one cup of AG1 packed with vitamins, minerals, Get you started on a great day. Nearly identical read from me here. Same thing about the morning. Uh, we're talking about kind love. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, one of the first dispensaries in Colorado since 2010. The original boom, baby. Known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Uh, if you try kind love, please try it responsibly, as I have in the past. And I can tell you quite confidently that I love it. <clears throat> I love their flower. I love the TurboCore technology. If you are into... Uh, uh, rosin or resin. They have a select shelf uh, rosin for try that's called Raw Sin. It is wonderful. Also, get it while it's hot on their flower shelf. You can get eighths for $20 out the door and ounces for $100 out the door. <laughs> Back in my day. Visit one of our stores in Cherry <laughs> Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR. Receive DNVR exclusive He's discount of 25% <laughs> off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use that code for DNVR. Remember, Kind Love, I've tried it. I like it. <laughs> there you go. All right, back here, segment two, DMVR Nuggets Podcast. Don't forget, guys, we are live tomorrow at a different time. Why? We're live at 7 p.m. right here from the bar, and we want slash need you guys to come join us for this. It's going to be a good time. From 6 to 7, we're going to be signing the books, Golden Era, our book from this year's playoff, and really from the whole season. Um, you can also pick them up. If you haven't picked up your copy, come here. It'll probably be the cheapest place you could buy it because there's no shipping or anything. You just pick it up. If you want us to sign it, uh, you know, we'll sign it for you. We'll I've been talk. working on my signature. FYI. Working on the signature. And then Pr on top practicing. of that, our live show from 7 to 8, a lot of fun. We haven't done one of these for years. They are fun, interactive way. We're going to have a sheet. When you walk in the door tomorrow at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a sheet for you to fill out. It's got a little bit of trivia on there. It also asks you your hot take. So come prepared with a Nuggets hot take. And then we're going to read them live on the show and rate how spicy of a hot take you gave us. There's also opportunities for you to jump on the show and ask a mailbag question. Jump on the show and play some of the games that we're going to be doing. So if you want to be on the show, come on down and hang out with us. And if you don't want to be on the show, you don't have to. You can just come and laugh at Eric's jokes to make him feel a little bit better. We're like that Sixers works. fans together. You know? <laughs> um, guys, Jamal Murray has moved way up in the ranking. Ooh, he is nice. now a tier two C player. Okay. Oh, tier two C? Okay. He's a two Mama, C. We made it, we Mama! Made it. I don't need any two more context. context. So <laughs> there are only four players in two C. Let me give it to you. Oh, James Harden. Yep. Whoa, geez, he's a good player still. He's still a good Whoa. player. Like, Paul George. This is a good tier. It's good card. And Shea Gilgis Alexander along with Jamal good. Murray. This is 2C. So first of all, we kept talking about Shea versus Murray, who's better. This is the playoffs versus regular season thing. They're in the same tier. And then what I love about this tier is it's two players that are young and rising, and then it's two players in Harden and that Paul are George who are meteorically falling. Well, no, but they're both great players who just have like lost, have been like <laughs> they've lost some of the shine in the last few years. But nonetheless, you wouldn't argue that. Paul George, James Harden is a great player. What do we think about this 2C ranking I, here? Go ahead. Can I inquire for 2B? So 2B, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damian Lillard, John Morant, Anthony Davis. That's the whole tier. It's a strong 2B. They're very strong. And then if you go to 2A, you get Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Kawhi, LeBron, Jimmy Butler. So Murray is I think right, this is good. Murray is in really, really good. I would say this is probably the highest ranking we have seen Jamal Murray, you know, having him in that company yeah i really want to drop james harden from this tier i know dude he's too good he is good though man he's, he's actually now like underrated tears. somehow yeah 
But it's like, who do you want if you had to win a game and the aliens have the lightsaber pointed at the world? Give me Andre Iguodala. <laughs> give me Jamal Iguodala. Murray and do not give me James Harden. I mean, that is clear as day to me. James yeah. Harden is good, though, in almost every other circumstance. But this, except for that this is where... This when is, the aliens are like, yeah, whatever, we're uh, good. They're, they're like, very attractive aliens. <laughs> the, ali the aliens are really into rings culture. They're like, we're thinking of going to Houston. <laughs> I think this is fair, and I do think, again, going back to trying to understand the national perspective, if I'm forced to look for differentiators, while it is, of course, ridiculous in any other argument to say, I just need Jamal to do it in January, it does... His... Career regular season numbers are underwhelming when stacked up against these guys. He's on this list because of what he's done in the playoffs, deservedly so. My point being, I think what it would take for Jamal to go up a level would just be that consistency in the regular season from the perspective of doing rankings or tiers, I should say. Tiers, not Excuse rankings. me. Tiers. This, is, this is the pitfall of the tier versus the ranking is that by having them in the same tier, they are the same. James Harden, Jamal Murray... In ranking, you say one is better than another. So it's like when you're like, oh, okay, do I think, do I look at James Harden and Jamal Murray as the same guy? I'm like, okay. As you say, James Harden, former MVP, now got like behavior off the court so loathsome yeah. that it has made people forget that he actually has a lot of really positive NBA qualities and uh, accomplishments. But he also is. Probably when it's all going to be said and done, like when Brick Muse gets a hold of the James Harden playoff, uh, <laughs> like failings thread, like it. This is like one of the biggest uh, shrinkers in the spotlight that the game has ever seen. In direct juxtaposition with Jamal Murray, who right. doesn't do it in the, the regular season for various reasons, but has shown in the biggest moments he is not only ready for the moment, he is able to show you different gears you didn't know existed. And so, like, in that way, I'm like, I, I don't want those two grouped together. I want Jamal to be definitively ahead of James Harden. Yeah. Um, but it, to the, your larger point, the original point, like, man, like, this this cloud of respect. Like, we're just eating. We're eating this, what, su this summer, One man. reason why the playoffs was such a revelation for me is because... I mean, you hear all the time about players saying, oh, the playoffs are so much different than the regular season. Like, there's just so much pressure, and every possession is so important, and you either rise or you shrink from the moment. And when Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray go out there, and it's not only that it looks like they're playing a regular season game, they raise their game to a different level yep. than it was in the regular season. Yep. And you're going up against all these guys who just can't do that. Uh -uh. And then you get to the most pivotal moments, game sixes, game sevens, and you see guys like Devin Booker who just don't have it. Nope. Like, they just don't have it. Can be bounced out of the playoffs with an average of losing by 30 right. points. Right. And then you look at Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic, and they just have it. Yep. I mean, that, that, to me, is, that is the ultimate distinguisher, in my opinion. Do you have it yep. when it's winning time in the highest pressure situations elimination games in a playoff environment. Yeah. And Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray might have it more than anybody else in the NBA. Like in those instances, every other outside factor that you can bring to the table is stripped away. Yeah. You can't be like, well, you know, they were they were tired, they were traveling, right. they had a back to back, that it's like none of that no. Shit. Like yeah. this is for all of the marbles, like when it matters absolutely the most, who 
Like, this is true foxhole stuff. Yep. Also, these two guys have played in 53 playoff games together, on the floor together, and four game sevens together. So this title was not the beginning. We know that. So we've watched them win and lose in crunch time and figure it out why they've won and lost in crunch time on the highest stage so many times. There are some guys who are still just trying to get past these certain thresholds. You know, Jokic and Murray have seen it from both sides of the fence. And I just can't imagine how much... Con Whereas the playoffs would make an inexperienced player tighten up, I actually think that Jokic and Murray tap into a higher level of confidence now, almost further than they have in the regular season. And that's just something... Like, they are battle-tested in a way you need a champion to be. So guys that are in Tier 3, even below now Murray, Bam Adebayo, J Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox... Trey Young, Kyrie Irving. So basically, I say all these names to say I actually don't mind James Harden being in there. I think James Harden is like Murray, hard to quantify. <laughs> Harden is at an all-time low in terms of like things that don't directly matter to like how he plays the game. Mm -hmm. um, and also, he is now with his the twilight of his career does appear to just be a loser. So like we we have that going on. <laughs> but like we can't admit that he has some great even playoff series. He has like a 35 7 and 10 playoff series at 47% shooting in his recent history. So it's not like he's always been terrible. He's just a front runner. But nonetheless, Murray being that high I thought was really interesting. If we keep going down this list though, here's what I love. The Nuggets don't have anybody in any of tier 3. Is there alcohol in these? Do you guys know? Do you feel uh, drunk? I think there is. Yeah. What I is that? I thought I was just drinking a flavored seltzer. All right, I'll get, get back right. to me. Um, tier 4A, 4A features both Aaron Gordon and oh, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I love this, that those guys finish together in the same tier. And just to give you a, a, a wow. frame of reference here, so yeah, Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter, 4A. Um, Evan Mobley, Chris Stapps Porzingis, Robert <laughs> Williams, Andrew Wiggins, OG Ananobi, DeMontis Sabonis, Brandon Ingram. So this is a tier of players where the number ones, Brandon Egram, are kind of like underwhelming number ones. But the role players, OG Ananobi, Andrew Wiggins, Robert Williams, are pretty elite role players. Right. That's the yeah. tier they're in. Yeah. I guess I'm good with that. Um, Do they feel like they belong in the same tier to you? Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr.? I mean, they're either in the same tier or I would have Aaron Gordon in a slightly higher tier than Michael Porter. Mm. I don't think I would have Michael Porter ahead of Gordon under any circumstances again you guys know this by now my view of every player on the nuggets is through the lens of the playoffs it really is like again like i just said this playoffs was like an eye-opening experience for me just watching who raises their game and who doesn't and so like regular season is important absolutely but from now on i'm, I'm always putting I'm always putting a preference on what guys do in a playoff environment. And that goes for the Nuggets and, and everybody in the NBA. And I'd agree that Aaron Gordon is in a more mature place in terms of just the floor of his utility in that environment. Yeah. I do think Michael Porter Jr. legitimately is not getting enough credit for how good his playoff run was, be particularly because he didn't shoot well in the finals. In the finals, only in the finals. Only yeah. in the finals. He actually was pretty good. I think I'd agree with you that if I had to you know, proverbial weapon to my head or whatever, Gordon over Porter. But Porter, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. And here's the other thing. Porter has more headroom there. 
Like Gordon's role with Denver, yeah. I think, is fixed. Whereas by the end of the season, Porter could be a significantly different tier. Here, here's what I love. I think they're the same tier. And I can't believe it took this long for me to really realize it. Because I keep thinking, too, like, I don't know, Aaron Gordon feels like he's more of the big three. Or, I think you know, they're whatever. the same tier, man. But I actually just think they're the same tier. I mean, scoring is the single most important thing in basketball. Forget this, like, defense is half the game or whatever. Scoring, if you can score, and then in particular, if you can shoot from distance, it's so important. So Aaron Gordon probably checks more boxes but Michael Porter really checks the single most important box, and it's the two of them together that make it so. Well, that's just, that's just it. Is that each excels where the other yep. is not as strong? Like they are the yin and yang that make that starting five so powerful yeah. because they you've right. got outside shooting with Aaron Gordon, or excuse me, well sometimes, but but Michael Porter, but then you've got inside presence with Aaron Gordon, defensive prowess. Michael Porter, not his strength, but like not a slouch, but. Yeah. You also have two forwards in the same tier, which is almost like, yeah, you could build a, a big three where yes. your third player is a higher tier guy. But the way that they, A, fit into the ecosystem without needing to eat more than the other, but B, next to each other present matchup problems yep. Yep. that probably provides yep. more utility than just adding. Let me find a guy. Let me find a name. I don't know, like a Bradley Beal into the mix. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I love it. Um, and just for reference, can I take a quick victory lap here? I told you guys, I used to be made fun of on the internet by people when I said Aaron Gordon was better than Jeremy Grant. Seth Partnow, Jeremy Grant, 4C. Two sub-tiers below Aaron Gordon. I just wanted to point that one out because I love that that used to be a thing that could get you made fun of for saying yeah. and is now more or less a consensus pick. Yeah. All right, let's take a break on the oh by the way, Paolo Bencaro, Franz Wagner, same tier. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break on the other side. Uh I want incredible uh, on the other side I want to take a look. Both incredible players. <laughs> I have some graphics made that maybe hint at a right formula for how to build a roster. Guys, Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR, and the beer of the month is the Mountain Beach Sour. You can get it for $6 here at the DNVR bar. So if, if you're coming down tomorrow night, live podcast, 7 p.m., get here at 6, get settled in, maybe sit down at your table with the fellas, with the ladies, order up a couple Mountain Beach Sours, $6 of beer, beer of the Mountain month. Mountain Beach Sour season for like another couple I days. I know. You got to get it while it's hot. <laughs> Last then, month, dumping in the street at that point. <laughs> yeah, last month, that it's the beer of the no, month. Then at it's the, the best. Bar. Then it's the best Breck Bruce season. Do you know Ooh, what it is? What's gonna be the next beer? The, of the unofficial month? beer of fall. Avalanche Amber, baby. Yeah, I can't wait. I haven't had one for like six is, months. I can't is. wait. It would, it would be thematically wrong. I would, man. I gotta wait for it to <laughs> drop no, like ten I... more degrees. A dark beer in the summer is kind of rough. <laughs> a rough one. You can get the Mountain Beach Sour at the DNVR Bar. You can get tons of other Breck Brews at the DNVR Bar. If you don't know where to get Breckenridge Brewery, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator. Punching your zip code tells you where to get Breck Brew. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Hey, you know what's cool? Hey. Rugby. You know what's even cooler? The rugby culture in Colorado, particularly at, at Infinity Park. The 2023 Rugby Town Sevens Tournament will Yo, take place. Yo, I was there yesterday because we did the Denver words. Sports Podcast. Well, I'm going to give a personal... I'm gonna, you're doing good. Yeah. I'm going to give a personal story uh -huh. here. I was down there yesterday to interview our guy, Colton Strickler, who, by the way, really knows his Denver sports. He whips ass. Dude, he's awesome. I love Colton. I, I, I do too, man. Trying to hang out Huge with him more, to be Colton honest. Guy. And yeah. we also had... He was at Summer League. Yeah, he was at Summer League. Yeah. He just was randomly there watching He just watching pulled nuggets. up on us. Dude, he was unbelievable. And then we had a Dallin Stanford, who used to play for Team USA and now is like the Dick Vitale of rugby. Oh, just the GOAT commentator in rugby. He, he really is, though. Yeah. The guy was freaking awesome. Sevens is he like... Sevens is like three-on-three three rugby. 
And there's a big tournament at Infinity Park this weekend. So if you're looking for something to do that's cheap, $10 gets you in. You watch, it's like Summer League where you watch like 20 matches. They're all 14 minutes. These matches are two seven minute halves. And Yo. it's like only seven players on the pitch. So it's like super fast paced, super hard hitting, super fun. It's a spectator friendly sport. It really is. Bunch of taco trucks, really a bunch is. of alcohol. And Col ten bucks, guys. I'm Colorado you. and Infinity Park are a great place to tap in. It's a thriving culture. And that was a great anecdote, boss. Thank you so much. DNVR will have watch parties for the matches this year. Also check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast hosted by that homie, Colton Strickler. Hey, he you knows can, the sports, if, man. Also, if you consider yourself an elite athlete looking for your next opportunity, looking to change it up and challenge yourself, rugby just might be your next ride. All types of opportunities at Infinity Park. So check them out. Bask in the thriving rugby culture in Colorado. All right. And Tier 4C, by the way, just real quickly, KCP, that's where he found himself tier four not even tier five tier four and he was in there with bruce brown which i thought was very interesting same tier tyler hero zach levine this is denver's fifth best player he's there yeah, with championship zach does a lot for you championship really does do a lot for you now it's actually kind of insane that he's in the same tier as zach I think. now kill bring up i gave you three <laughs> comparisons here that made little graphics eric you're gonna be so proud of this graphic work i'm I, sure that i will i did go ahead and pull them up kale we got wow. nuggets versus sons okay and here's our tier. If you look at the distribution, <laughs> Denver obviously has the best player on earth. And then they have Murray right there at the edge of tier two. Phoenix has two guys ahead of Murray, kind of bunched up. Although, again, isn't it a little weird? Books behind KD again? Still like I don't understand. Everybody I would has be it. so furious if I was PHX. Dude, so, they should run that KD but they're guy not. out of town. They're, they're, they're not. They've, they've they bought should into be. It's so weird. Like They, they really like book, have... This would be like if we traded if we traded Jamal Murray for like James Harden three years ago, and all of a sudden Harden was ahead of Yoke. This is like if In and Out came to town, and we were all like, "Hell yeah, yeah!" We're like, yeah. Oh, "Love yeah. it." I mean, I it's do. It's our restaurant, I actually baby. Do, I actually do like it. It's better. I, I it's not, way better in California. I've not I've not been to In and Out in Colorado. No, really? it's not as good. Well, here. it's like I mean, I don't want to wait for it. I don't care. It's not as good. Um, but then what I love here is then you have Bradley Beal in that tier three. And I saw this recurring pattern. And then, of course, the Nuggets, all the, the other starters are right there in Tier 4. And the Suns don't have a fifth guy, obviously, in the top five tier. I saw this pattern over and over again. I kind of wondered if you need... The best way to have this is two players. First of all, you need to have one of the Tier 1 players. You just have to have that you in the NBA. To. You kind of have to as have As much as we guy. love the Nuggets team building, they have the best player in the world. Pretty substantial part of what's Very, going on. very rare not to have a Tier 1 player. And still be able to keep it up there, Kale. Because then... I kind of think tier three is the no man's land. In tier three, there's a lot of guys that are like, if they're their second best player, are they not good enough to be your second best player? And if they're their third best player, yeah. are they, that's like too high of a role. Like they're too good for that. I kind of see that pattern. I look at Denver and I go tier one, tier two, three and tier four. That might be the perfect way to build a roster. I agree. It is the perfect way to build a roster if your guys in tier four are willing to buy in. Yep. Yep, that is the key. And, and if your guy is one A, you know what I mean. Their best right. player is the best player. Like when it comes to the Suns, I'm I'm confident Bradley Beal will be bought in. Like he's done enough losing in his career. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm I'm at least optimistic in year one of Bradley Beal on the Suns. He's gonna buy into being that third option. DeAndre Ayton, like I I'm not optimistic that he's gonna be bought into great being run a, a tier Bahamas. four player. I, I, I don't think he'll. I don't think DeAndre is going to be happy with seeing this tiers list debuted. Um, <laughs> I wish he was tier five just for that reason, yeah. just for him. But 
Man, we got to root for Bahamas. We need him to go off as the guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm tier three, yeah. baby. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm like, I'm better than Book. I'm tier three C. <laughs> we need this to be the year Aiton's like. Give me the ball. Oh, Bradley Beal came in to be our fourth best player. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're really in the same tier. Um, but if if you can get you know those guys to buy in, you're golden. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Lakers here. Pull up the Lakers one next. Um, look at that. They got two guys in tier 2A, which might be a little. I still buy LeBron a little bit. But then, of course, look at their guys a little more spread out. Again, I guess kind of feel like Denver's layout of this. If, by the way, D'Angelo Russell in tier 5 almost lessens That's tier 5 to me. Disgusting. <laughs> to be fair, he's at the very end of <laughs> he's tier like 5. The last How is guy? he in tier 5? The problem for that D'Lo has is that for us is that he went against the Nuggets and was shut down to the point of absolute embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. he, but he had like a real like he had a great shooting season last year. But we, we yeah. would never know it because Bruce Brown made it his personal mission to just <laughs> erase D'Lo from Look, the, D'Angelo the Russell. He played a lot for the Lakers last season. Is he gonna play a lot for the Lakers next season? That's an interesting storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that for the most part, the Lakers have a a good distribution here. Like if D'Lo was a tier four player, you know what I mean? If he was a different player is what I'm saying. I would think, okay, I I actually kind of like the way this is with the exception of the fact that LeBron and AD are both missed time prone. Right. Right. I do think that's actually a good distribution. But I think you can even say like Jokic and Murray, LeBron and AD, let's just cancel them out. Let's not split hairs and say they cancel out. Now you're looking at tier four and going, (sighs) is Austin Reeves better than KCP Gordon and MPJ? No, of course not. He's not. You know what I mean? And that's where it gets down to is it's like, Hey, this is the perfect setup. All right, go to the last one, Boston, because Boston comes in with the most top five tiered players of anybody in the NBA, but no tier one player. By the way, Seth, Thank you for this. Shout, right? Seriously, this is correct, I think. But I think Tatum's really good. You know how good I think he is? <laughs> tier 2A? Right there. Tier 2A, yeah, yeah. you're right. Nail on Don't the head. Don't you like now why there's a tier 2A? Because it's like, no, he's not tier 1B. He's tier 2A. It's or like he could have just been like the sixth best Yeah, player. either one would have worked for me. But the f- <laughs> Just kidding, Seth. Honestly, I respect the work you put into this. I would never. So, yeah. I, but I think he got that part right. Um, by the way, I actually agree with this sort of head-to-head juxtaposition. I think Boston is really solid. Yeah. I think their best player is a 2A guy, and Denver's best player is a 1A guy, and that's your difference. Dude, I think Michael Porter, see, seeing more and more of who's in Tier 4, <laughs> Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, they feel like more Tier 3 C guys okay. to me <laughs> than Tier 4 A guys. Because they, they are clearly... Derek White. To me, in a yeah. different tier than Derek yeah, White, Robert, right. w- Robert Williams, Chris Asperger. Can I tell you something? I actually think the tier is good. I think all of those guys are actually more tier f- 4C or you, 4B. Yeah, you can bump them back. Yeah, you can bump them back. I would give a tier for each. Like, there'd be tier 1 would be 1. Tier 2 would be the second best player. The seer, the tier seer, 3 the same would be the third we best player. We still got player. the same number. Three, same as All right, what is, is, that, is that the last one, Kill? I just think Denver might have the perfect setup. One Tier 1, Tier 2, and 3, and Tier 4. I love it. This year, real quick, next year when we do this, anybody hop into t- the f- top five tiers? On the Chris, Nuggets? Yes, Christian Brown, Tier Bro, 5 somehow. Did you guys see the image of I mean, Chris- if Bruce Brown, what was he, Tier 5? Tier four? He was tier four. See. Christian Brown could be tier five if Bruce Brown was tier four. This Did year. you see the image of Christian Brown? With the beard? He's got a beard? No, I didn't. Oh, he's All right, during dude. break, we got to find this <laughs> Did you see the picture of him working out of reeds in the pick and roll? 
Oh, it was a great read. Who needs that? Oh, who needs that? That's uh, nerd stuff, dude. Take a I'm break. talking about the beard. Uh, on the other side, guys, let's look at the World Bruce Cup. The World Cup, FIBA World Cup starts here in like 12 hours. Let's look at the best bets for the World Cup. Yeah. No, there was a video that the Nuggets released. Yeah. Christian Brown working on pick and roll reads. Interesting, interesting I like that they practice re- drill. I actually really appreciate that Nuggets are going to replace Brown with Brown. Yeah, you real know? commitment to the bit. Well, it's just like it's easier for us. It is easier. ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR. Um, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. It's the summer. It's wicked hot out, man. I, I cannot remember a summer like this where it's wicked so hot. sunny every single day, no matter what. You need your Shady Rays. If you're in Denver, if you're probably in any part of the country right now, you need your Shady Rays. Use the code DNVR. Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses, 50% off ShadyRays.com. You can also go in store, Park Meadows Mall, if you want to try on your Shady Rays. Uh, you can do that if that's more your style. But go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR. They got tons of different styles, colors, shapes, sizes, whatever you want. ShadyRays.com has it. We're good. Alrighty. Guys, I don't know if you knew this, but the World Cup begins at 2 o'clock this morning. We got games at 2 o'clock. Um, and it goes for the next several weeks. I'm actually excited for it. I've lost a little luster for two reasons. One, the obviously, timing. our guys are out in the two. You're gonna get, you're I gonna did get, not realize. You're going to get buried for this take as soon as you give it in the comments the, from the, all the, the Serbians. Serbians. Uh, hey, yeah. I'm, well, first of all, if Yoke was playing, first of all, if Yoke was playing, I would be up watching. Same. If I mean, I'm excited to see what new wrinkles Coach Pesic has implemented <laughs> this tournament. I'm a little less excited about that. Uh, how about our guy Georgievich, who is uh, apparently bringing Kyle Anderson off the bench? How about our, <laughs> how about our guy Dave Dufour, who is in this? That's tournament? right, he's coaching for Georgia. Can right? we talk to wow. we There's no like more legitimizing thing for a person and more delegitimizing things for a tournament that I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Dave Dufour, Dave Dufour wear a DNVR piece yeah. of merchandise uh, on the Georgian I'm, bench I'm, challenge. But I'm like, wow, that's really impressive for Dave Dufour. That I'm like. What is this rinky-dink tournament? <laughs> I think we missed an opportunity. We should have sponsored Team Georgia. Team Georgia, Holy Kate Verde, Saturday. Dude, I'm telling you, this is the way the world actually works. You know Rich Paul, how he met LeBron James? Do you guys know the story? Did they just grow up together? Yeah. No. No, they did not. I, I know the story. He was selling jerseys, I think in a parking lot. And they became friends like through like talking. You know, he bought a jersey. LeBron the, bought a jersey the Eric from him. Eric they bought it. Yeah, exactly. Story. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's just, but it's like you have your destiny. Rich Paul had it. He just was doing some random thing, and LeBron they meet. Um, Worldwide West was a bouncer at a bar. Yeah, and met Michael Jordan, and oh. then became a big mover and shaker. I, so I just love these. Like Dave DeFore is the world's great. I've said this before. He's the world's greatest networker, and now he's coaching the Georgian national dude, dude, team. This is, <laughs> I got to go out with Dave more. <laughs> As an old person, wait, is he actually coaching? Yes. Incredible. As an old person, though, that's been in the world of business, commerce, whatever, it, for a very long time, you come to realize that truly the world is based entirely off of just people you know, relationships. Like, somebody's like, I want to do this. Who do I know? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, when I was younger, I would be like, man, you know, th- so-and-so got to do this job. Like, how they get to do that? Thinking that the person that wanted the job done was looking at every possible person that was a graphic designer. It's like, no, they just know that guy. Right. So just, like, know people and they get it. to do stuff. Hang out with people. Yeah. Um, all right, let's. Uh, do we have the picture, Kale? Yeah. Please oh, hold on, up. hold on, hold on. We need to give a uh, 
warning out there. Warning for the raw sex that's about to show up. Where, Wait, where's this beard at? Do we have to zoom in? No, 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 no. That's not it. Hang on. I'll find, I, I got you, Kel. Yeah, I got you, dude. Kel. This I one is... Uh, did you just search Christian Brown beard? I did, but this was a Christian Brown tweet. <laughs> I got you. Hang on, hang on. I got you. We want the one from the Nuggets. Where I he's want like... the video of him uh, <laughs> probing in the pick and roll. Yeah, when, where he makes a great read. Yeah, I got that, you, read, that read to Zeke. Yeah. I got you. Hang on. All right. <laughs> While we do that, to win the world, the FIBA World Cup, we have Team USA on... Um, Let's see. Here are the odds for a minus one twenty-five for Team USA. Dude, USA should smoke everybody in this tournament. You think smoke? Yes, Dude, t- man. T- Team USA is tier one A, <laughs> and there's nobody else in that tier. <laughs> Germany team w- tier two A. <laughs> um, an incredible player. Yeah, I don't think anybody else is in here. We go. Full Cal. tier one. First of all, look at this read. But if you look. The wraparound? If you look closely, <laughs> if you I look closely. Look at that. Oh. It's a real beard work in there, too. Again, yes. we are underestimating Christian Brown's offensive leap from year one to year two. Designed read. That's a designed read. Design. I'm telling love you, it. though, that, that beard. How has, many players on the Nuggets can make it. that pass? I mean, if you set up, a, I can make that pass if we set up a drill whereby, whereby all the, whatever. But all the same, like. Through two defenders with the <laughs> left hand <laughs> midair. But cartoons have taught us. Right into the pocket, hits him in the numbers. Oh, my God. Cartoons have taught us as soon as you had a beard, it, you're, it means you're in your evil phase. Oh, you, like, no, you're have, right. Which is great. We like he's gone into his villain phase. I love it. Like he's not the the fresh faced kid anymore. That he's nobody a champion. Takes yeah, he comes in and they're like, oh god, uh, I'm so ready for it. I I bought a thing on Amazon the other day, beard grower. No, you did not. Swear to God, I'm almost forty. You guys, I'm having these things. How much like, did that cost you? It was like twenty bucks or something. Okay, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys might see me with a very full beard this off. This, this or winter. you just I'm very full. lose Sick, all dude. your facial hair <laughs> altogether. That would also <laughs> be sick. Twenty bucks, <laughs> beard regrower. That's high risk, high or I, I high risk, high reward. Best beard grower. This was the one. There's no. There's only twenty bucks. All right, U.S. minus one twenty-five. Second it work. Second place team is fr- is France at plus eight hundred. I almost said France. I, you did say France. I, I almost did. I <laughs> caught myself before I got there. Uh, I'll tell you, France, I just... Sorry, Flo. I just don't want to go for France. I've got a real... Maybe I need to look in the mirror and reflect. Maybe this is genuine prejudice. Is it I'm coming on, off of the disappointing showing from Ismail Kamagate in yeah, Summer League? Has that bad. jaded your opinion on all French players? The Wemby hype, too. There's just a few things stacking up in a row here. Embiid maybe wanting to play for them, although now maybe also for Team USA some weird way. Uh, the team I like as a sleeper pick, Australia at plus 900. I always like the Aussies. I kind of like it, man. This the Boomers, a, I should the say. The Boomers. Um, our guy, Jack White. Yeah. He's not even a nugget, so he's not even like we can kind of pretend there. Uh, Canada plus 1,000. Spain at plus 1,200. Serbia at plus 1,200. How does Serbia have such good odds? The respect factor. Mm, they're a basketball nation. They're a basketball nation. Yeah, Legendary coach Pesic, you know, just some some history there. I'm with you. I, with all due respect to Without Team Serbia, you don't culture, have, they don't have their guys. I don't see them winning this tournament. I mean, they're ahead of Slovenia, who has plus weight 1,800. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. But they don't have nearly as good of a roster around Luka as they've had in years past. Yeah, but I just, 
They really just don't ha even have a number two anymore. I guess I respect the respect to the Serbian pedigree, <laughs> but the, yeah. the lack of the guys that we know are the guys is, is yeah. tough yeah. to you, res on. you have respect for the Serbian basketball system. Is there a dark horse you like there? Is there somebody? Because, I mean, US, all it takes is one bad game, right? Like one weird thing. So is there a team you like? France plus 800. I mean, I'm Australia sorry. Germany. Where is your Germany? Germany plus 2,500. I was going to oh, say Germany, Germany. Germany. That seems like good value. I Germany think. was taking it to the U.S. for a while there. Yeah. For so most of that game. The incredible but, I mean, it, Franz Wagner. There was the, the then the U.S. was like, oh, my God. And they turned the, they put their the switch. They put their best players in, which somehow included Austin also, Reeves. And it sucks, and it but just, it is like, true. And Anthony Edwards. Like, I wasn't and on him. that show. Like, that guy, the, the, the switch he flipped for not only being the guy that is not willing, that is willing to take the shot, but hit the shot was remarkable. Like, he oh, just pull up threes, guys in his face. The you also talk about guys moving different. Like, you can tell a guy moving with confidence. Yes. Like, he was just like... Dude, I'm sw I swear <laughs> to God. We uh, this Like, I need a 23 in me. I, I need it. Like, I need confirmation that he is a direct descendant of Michael Jordan. I don't, don't run that on Paolo Bancaro. Does does um, he's Italian? What are, uh, the, what are those Team Canada odds? <laughs> there is fourth plus one thousand. So I still think there's value there's there, good man. Value. I still think there's I value. I think there, there is as well. Yeah, they've got talent, but are they a team? Are they ready? Yeah, Team Germany at plus twenty five hundred. They're probably not going to win it, but hey, why not, man? They're, they're going to be a threat. Um, top scorer, top scorer. Ooh, I, I love this, this one. one. SGA and Luca are tied at plus three fifty. I mean, it's going to be Luca. Give me Luca. Luca for come sure. on, Slovenia. Luca <laughs> come is on. a real. Is SGA a... also scores like that though. Yeah, but he's got to feed more mouths than Luca. Yeah, you're right. Lu no, nobody a... plus three fifty. That means you can bet nobody on Slovenia is going to be mad if Luca shoots it every single time. A national team Luca, not is... even their coach. Is this he, our favorite he's appointment bet? viewing, dude? He is. Gonna, that he feels like an absolute lock. Luca most assists also might be an absolute <laughs> lock. The the Luca usage rate is going to be yeah. studied in years. Is this our favorite bet plus three fifty for Luca the yes. lead in scoring? Yes. yes. SGA plus three fifty. Anthony Edwards plus six hundred. Like no. they, too many people. To There's score. too many people. Yeah. yeah. Too many. And they're then Bogdan Bogdanovich plus nine hundred. Lowry Markin. And by the way, Finland. Their odds were horrible. They were like twelfth best odds. I mean, can you name another player? <laughs> <on Finland? laughs> well, not so many, I guess. But Lowry Markin in plus nine hundred. Uh, Jordan Clarkson plus eleven hundred. Is he playing for Philippines? I think yeah. he's playing for Philippines. And then Carl Anthony Towns plus eleven hundred. Anthony Edwards has better odds than Cat, despite playing with a bunch of NBA players. Have I'm you seen the say. threes Towns has been taking? No, they've been terrible. They've been like forty footers. They're actually hilarious. Really? He's just jacking Off it up one foot, not squaring up. Yeah, just in in rhythm, just catch shoot he is the best sh big shooter of all time it's actually kind of awesome. he's changed the game and he is continuing <laughs> to change the game he had he he won the three-point competition but he's a great shooter it's he is he is a great no, shooter. his highlights are actually pretty but sick. He's, he's he's so insufferable uh yeah. personally that yeah. it's it's different it's easy to wash over his actual talent it does feel like a lot of guys showed up for these teams as experienced nba players and they're like Let's get this done. And Cat showed up and he's like, watch these three. Watch these things I've been yeah. working on. I mean, he is playing for a pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. poor team, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you know what he's going to do? He's going to shoot the Sombor this year and then say it's a new shot he invented. Uh, that's what's going to happen. He'll be the guy. but then and then and yeah, He's like, I call this the Minnesota mid-range. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Minnesota the, now. The, he's from New Jersey. We can do New Jersey. Uh, Played Ultimate Frisbee, too. Not a great endorsement anymore. Uh, Used to be. Tournament MVP, I like this one. You got to think it's probably going to go to the team that wins. I because think it's Anthony Edwards. It's Anthony Edwards. So it's he's a, at plus three hundred, and I agree that I think. But listen to the number two, Jalen Brunson at plus five fifty. 
Number three, no. Brandon Ingram at plus 700. That's wasting your money. This, this, this podcast hates Jason Tatum and Brandon Ingram. I don't, I don't feel that way. I, I like. I still like Brandon Ingram. I've got a dark horse for MVP He's just a, on to Team me, USA. Brandon Ingram is to Anthony Edwards like what Jokic is to Embiid. Where it's like he I think is it's a fair. Good, I mean, I think it's he fair. Is a good player, I would, but he is I a would loser. never vote for him to be the, the MVP. Why were they down to Germany, by the way? Who is the guy? I mean, well, I mean I'm saying no, because here's the funny thing. I, I meant to bring this up when you were talking to Anthony Edwards. Steve Kerr tried to talk him into coming off the bench. We have Ingram starting. He wanted him to be the, the Olympic man. Yeah. No, uh, well, they actually used Dwayne Wade. They're like, hey, man, back in 2008, Wade came off the bench because Kobe was starting. And his response was, we don't have a Kobe. Have a Kobe. It's true. He is the Kobe. So yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. I love that response. I love. I just love Anthony Edwards. Anyway, Ingram. I'm actually with you. If on there that. was a way to bet, it like the reverse odds that Ingram won't be the yeah, tournament I, MVP. I would, I would, if I could I bet, bet, if I could bet, who's going to be the biggest Team USA FIBA dropper? Yeah, it's Brandon Ingram. Wow. His guys from the qualifiers to the tournament. How big are you going to drop? Tyrese Halliburton plus eight hundred. I kind of like him as a sneaky pick. No, for I got a sleeper. MVP. I got yep. a sleeper that you haven't mentioned yet. Who is it? Jaron Jackson. So, well, he's plus fourteen hundred. That's a sleeper for MVP. Yeah. What about those Austin Reeves odds? Ooh, I know, Captain he was, America. Dude, Austin Reeves was dis- disgustingly good in that. He's like, a good player. He's I, a player. good player. Very difficult for me to swallow. And how uh, big of a Laker? Who's voting on tournament MVP? That's what I need. To yeah, know. that is a good one. How big of a USA media contingent? How many votes does that get? I know. I I don't know how any of this is. I I assume because it's a worldwide competition, it's horrifically corrupted. I could see Jared Jackson, you know, <laughs> averaging like 12, 12, Devin 12 and five. Yeah, dude. It's 12, like, yeah. 12 and five. It's yeah. like it, it's like the oil commission. It has a, <laughs> they they paid for the right for MVP. The uh, top voting. non-American is Evan Fournier at plus sixteen hundred. At that point, you're just betting if France wins, who gets MVP, and then you have Bogdan Bogdanovich right there if he if. For Team Serbia. So I thought those ones are interesting. Guys, that's the FIBA World Cup. It starts tonight. I won't be getting up to watch these games, but I will tape them and I will watch them as soon as I yeah, get Yeah, dude, this is a. We've talked about this. This is a. Don't watch it uh, in real time, obviously, unless you're a sicko. But also, don't check the phone right when you wake up. Have it ready. Watch it. Uh, di- uh, like, direct to tape so it's real for you. And then. You know, you can These games aren't time. nearly that important for me to do that. I just gotta say. You're but I'm just, what? Well, I'm saying we like, all have if you want to, I love basketball, man. This this is like, like if you want to, if you want to enjoy I, am the I basketball. Waking up? Am I tape delaying? Am I taping to watch Finland? Uh, oh no, the versus US Australia. Game. That's a good game. That was the one for I was going to recommend. Only the U.S. games. China I, I, I know versus Thailand. No, I'm not watching. Dude, Dominican Republic versus Philippines again. You got Cat. You got Jordan Clarkson. I'm in. I'll catch the highlights. And then. Canada, France, Canada, France. That's a banger. I'll, I'll watch the knockout round. Canada, How France? about that? Is that good enough? I mean, you can do what you want. I'm just saying, like to me, it's not ridiculous to want to watch these basketball games. I'm just, I love basketball, and yeah. I haven't had it for two months. Yeah, no, like I am excited to wake up to Team USA. You games had, to watch. The, you've had the WNBA for many months, Adam. <laughs> wow, it's true. Be canceled over here. It's a great point. All right, guys, that does it for today. We're gonna be back tomorrow. We didn't get to lineup roulette, which I'm excited about. But guess what? That just means we'll do it tomorrow. Oh God! Is there Actually, what is the we'll, we'll save that for <laughs> tomorrow's show. Did we hit an off season for talking James Harden? No. 